You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast 181. David is still traveling, so today it's just Tim and Owen. Enjoy. And it is Tech Fan Podcast number 181. David Cohen is not here, but I am Tim Robertson, and Owen Rubin is here. Hello, Owen. I am here. You are I can't, here. still can't do the English accent, though. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I was hoping more for like a German one from you or something. <laughs> no, you know, so I was just, I was listening, just listening to number 525 of the MyMac podcast. Damn, that's a long time. That's a lot of podcast numbers. And I figured I'm not going to do any any uh any kind of impersonations because they've already pissed off half the countries in the world so i'm just gonna <laughs> leave it to them to do <laughs> yeah but i don't I, yeah i think we've yeah. lost french listeners and we've lost we've lost <laughs> people in mexico on this last podcast of theirs nice going guys they have a good time though you <laughs> they can do tell have a good <laughs> speaking of having a good time i've been playing a lot of video games lately but not not newer ones. I've been playing a lot of arcade games. I've, I talked about a few times here on the past. I bought a uh, an arcade, a MAME cabinet, and it doesn't run, you know, a PCB or anything like that. It's a PC, and it's actually hooked up to my 42-inch uh, television. Wow. Oh, the cabinet is hooked up to the television. Yeah, it's a headless. It's a headless cabinet. It doesn't okay. have, you know, a monitor on top of it. Ah, okay. Which is because I've seen the ones where you you take um, a 21-inch flat screen. And you can put it in the where the, the old CRT would go. They look okay. That's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of people do. Uh, just because it's cooler, you can put a CRT in there too if you want. But you know, takes so much power. Who who has one? I I I looked at my garage. I used to have a bunch of them. I finally got rid of my last two CRTs. You could find them on Craigslist and eBay for just dirt cheap. And I'm talking about like really good monitors, professional monitors that would have cost you two grand back in the day. And oh, yeah, they're five ten bucks or free if you come pick it up. Well, yeah, people want them out of their house. Yeah. Because they mean, charge, some places charge you to recycle them. So. A lot of places do. A lot of companies and a lot of governments will charge you to come take your old TVs and uh, old monitors. And I understand that. I mean, they're a, they're a big pain. And uh, they deserve special attention to be recycled. Unfortunately, a lot of the, those go to uh, third world countries. And I've seen the yeah. documentaries of where they end up and how people strip parts out of it. It's just horrifying. This is really sad. I so I, I just for curiosity, I, I typed CRT computer monitor into eBay, and uh, for parts, Samsung SyncMaster, which is a not a CRT, it's an right. LCD display. Then right below it, Samsung LCD, LCD. The first one I come across is way down. It's a Dell 17 inch for 99 cents. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's probably a good monitor too. I mean, Apple Studio Display, nine dollars. Oh, I remember when I got, I upgraded. I had to perform a 410, and it came with... The studio display? Uh, well, no, it was the cheap Performa. I don't even remember what the hell the model was at this point. It wasn't a great display, but I remember getting one of those um, Apple monitors the with the speakers on the side. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that was just the most rocking thing in the world. <laughs> and that was just 20 years ago. It's amazing. And that was a CRT display, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. So do, did you notice that in the history of CRTs, we worked so hard, people did who made them, to make them flat. Yep. 
right? The big thing was to make them flat. And now the big thing is to curve our, yeah, <laughs> curve right. our LCD displays. We're going back to curves. Now, granted, it's a curve the other direction. Right. But I just Concave so instead of, yeah. We went so far to get flat CRTs. I don't, I don't yeah. understand the whole concept of these <laughs> curved TV. I understand if it's 102 inches and you're standing, you know, six feet away. Sure, I get it. But right. I don't understand why anybody that's sitting, you know, 15 feet away from their television with a 50-inch screen wants it curved. I don't get it. You're not I, gaining any perspective. Uh, and especially with new... Well, with regular LCD, you get a roll-off. Right. On the edges, right? So you have to be sort of in the middle. So uh, if you curve a regular LCD, which I don't even know if you can, uh, maybe it looks better because you solve the roll-off problem a little bit. Although you make it worse on the other side, I guess. But if it's a if it's an OLED display, that doesn't have the roll-off problem. I don't know if they do TVs with OLED displays yet, do they? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen one, now that you mention it. I mean, it would be really expensive, it would seem. It would. I, and the course, benefits I, is like, meh. Well, I had a PS Vita for a while, the little handheld. Sony PlayStation yeah, I've got handheld one. Vita. PS yep. Vita. I, just, I sold it on eBay. I, I wasn't playing it enough, so I... I they sold it. They sell, they go for about 150 bucks, uh, and that's an OLED display. It's amazing how it's, so the battery lasts a long time in that. But the screen it's itself, it's I, I think it's beautiful. I did You know, here's my problem. I've got an iPhone 5s, and ah. we'll talk about the iPhones here in a little bit. I've got an iPhone 5s, and compared to that, the PS Vita looked like crap. Well, it wasn't high, the resolution one isn't high, but the colors were really vivid. And yes, it was, it was good saturation. It, it was nice and bright. Yep. Um, I like the way it looked color wise. You're right. It, it wasn't the. It didn't have a retina display. And the blacks were black. I mean, I like the blacks that. are really black. Yeah. Yep. You know, the contrast ratio was amazing. But yeah, I've got a Vita. I, I think I've had it for like three years now. I, I've had it for quite a while. I. You're right. I just don't play it. And here's a problem. It's not because I don't like the hardware. I think the the hardware is brilliant. I think the, brilliant. the Vita is just almost a perfect gaming system. Great size, great controls, horrible software for it. Most of the games well, suck and costly. Very costly. The, you know, the, you're paying you're paying the same price you would for a you know a, a PS3, PS3, right, or or an Xbox uh, game. It's it's a platform game price, and and it's a portable game. Now I get it that these they're supposedly putting more effort into those games, but no, I'm not spending I, the days of me spending forty and fifty, sixty dollars on a game is pretty rare. Well, the problem with the Vita, I think, was a when it entered the market, um, the iPhone was already released, and <laughs> and the App Store was already going, so it right. it had that against it. Oh, you already got a phone, and look, games are ninety nine cent. Why would you spend two fifty, three hundred bucks for a Vita? Well, even the high-end games in the store were nine ninety nine, right? right so. Exactly. And then <laughs> and, the second thing against it is okay. It it tried to position itself as well. This is a portable gaming. This it, there's no right. sacrifices. Plus, it has a touch screen. Plus, it has a physical controls and the shoulder button. That's all great, except. And it had those that touch screen in the back too, which was kind of cool. yeah. But although, I, although that didn't get used, nobody very much. used it because right, well, your hands are back there, so accidental touches were going to be a problem. Right. All of that aside, the Game Boy's already out there. Right. Or not the the DS, I guess. I know. It's the DS. Yeah, 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 it had a crappy camera, too. That, that really bugged me. Yeah, they, they, really they crappy. Put a, they put a you know a VGA camera in the thing. And this is Sony. It's like, yeah. hello? You guys yeah. make the cameras for the iPhone. They're so great. <laughs> yeah. You can't put know, a good just, one in your own product? That's what I thought. I was like, why would they cheapen up on this camera? I heard Sony is considering getting out of the TV business altogether now. 
I've, yeah, that's been a. They've been talking about that for a while. I I get it, but I don't get it. Well, Samsung has sort of taken that. Samsung and Sony shared a LCD display manufacturer, I believe, for a while, and I think Samsung TVs have just you know, Sony forgot how to sell TVs. And that's what made them initially. Well, I thought about. I used to think about this. So, if you had come into my house twenty years ago, oh yeah, Sony. Everything was Sony. Well, they everything. made the best. They made the best I, I, stereos, I saw, Walkmans. Exactly. Everything. The only thing they didn't make that was good was speakers. I did, you're right. I did not have Sony speakers. Okay, I had Polk, mm-hmm. but I had a Sony amplifier. I had a Sony, you know, AV Trinitron. switcher. I had a Sony Trinitron TV. Yep. I still have my Sony projector because it's actually a really nice product. Um, but I had a Sony monitor on my, you know, my Mac had a Sony monitor. Uh, I had Sony everywhere. I had Sony Walkman. I had all these things. And then when I was ready to upgrade, and probably now, God, that's still maybe twelve years ago. I went and bought a Sony AV system, and I brought it home and I hooked it up. And this was the top of the line home theater amp. It was not cheap. It was two pieces. Uh, it was fairly large. So I, I wired it all up, and then the first thing I wanted to do was record from one VCR to the other while I was watching TV. So I wanted to dupe a tape, which every stereo system I've ever owned has had, you know, you can say what the record output is right. separate from what you're watching. This did not have that. You know, I think Sony kind of lost their way so- after the Betamax Wars. Maybe. And that I still have they, a Betamax. I'm still, yeah, probably, but... Because <laughs> I old tapes I watch. But. You know, it was Betamax versus VHS, and VHS killed them. No question. Yeah, VHS... Um, that, you know why? It was time. It no. Was, it, oh, I, I, I'll bet. I, that's why I would still stand by that. No. VHS it, was always, always double the time on a tape. Nope, that wasn't yeah. it. You don't think so? Mm-mm. The porn industry. The home porn industry embraced VHS. Well, because they, well, I guess the porn didn't need long videos. Right. But they embraced VHS, not Betamax. But hang on. They embraced VHS because there was more, VHS was outselling beta. And so I have to ask, no, at why the very was beginning, VHS outselling beta? No, was, I, no, uh uh-uh. uh. I, I, I read up on this. I was really curious about it. I, I, I'm always kind of curious about these wars that different companies have. You know, Microsoft against Apple. Xbox against the PS3, the WCW against the WWF. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you have similar, almost identical products, why does one win when the other one doesn't? And it's so you not and I, always... You and I are going to disagree on this one. Because yeah. I, I used to write about it in those days. And what happened is, so Beta came out, and people bought Beta who wanted to have it, but it was incredibly expensive. It was. So just to tell you, my first Betamax deck was built into a television. It was this 19-inch console. It was about two grand to buy it, and it was nineteen dollars an hour to buy tape. Yep. If you bought it, if you bought it in a case, it was twenty-three bucks an hour. If you bought it one in onesies, okay. They only had the L five hundred tapes. There was one tape you could buy. Actually, that's not true. There was an L two fifty. There was a half hour tape. Why anybody would buy that was beyond me, because uh, it was like seventeen dollars. Right. And and it was one an hour, so you couldn't record a football game. You couldn't record. You could record one long TV show. That was it. But, you know, when it first came out, it was like, holy crap, this was so cool. I was buying cases of tapes and recording shows and watching them back. And people would come over to my house and go, that's awesome. Then VHS came out, I don't know, was it about a year and a half, maybe a year, year and a half afterwards, with two hours. 
and about the same price, okay, uh, a little bit cheaper. Sony dropped to match. The tapes dropped in price, but Sony was still an hour. Much better quality, by the way, on the video. Oh, no question. VHS was at, was two hours, and people went, oh, two hours, one hours. And it wasn't that they, they went along pretty much the same numbers until the next jump when VHS went to four hours and Sony finally caught to two. And guess what a four-hour tape could record? Yep. Football. A football game. Yeah. And that, when Sony could record, I mean, when VHS could record football and Sony couldn't, sales of VHS decks went nuts. That they was part right. of it, but you also and have then to I think look what at happened the... Is the porn industry said, "Oh, look! Now this is where people are going." I think th- I think they uh, I think they helped push it along. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, because but remember, think... at back in the day, for those younger listeners, you had to go to a specialty store to rent your videotapes. Yes, I remember there was one that I loved. I can't remember the name of it now. Total Video or something like that, where I could get up to five tapes and I can keep them for five days, and I could pay for them when I came back. I was I was a young man. I was broke all the time, so that was great. I could just I always knew when I was going to get my paycheck, so I would rent five days before that, and I'd have stuff to watch until I got my paycheck. <laughs> well, and there's the other thing: long movies didn't yep. fit on either one. And the you know Sony was it was two tapes. Yep, you had to swap them in the middle. Uh, VHS when it first came out was two hours. Could put movies on tapes, and that was the other thing that pushed VHS is they were the first player. That could rent videos and watch a movie, and that's where the porn industry comes in. And, well, that's where the porn industry comes in. And but that ability to record to do longer time. Although I, I a funny digression, I have to tell you this. And, um, so you know, I worked when we were Pac Bell. We did the video services, the cable, the original Pac, the original digital cable system yep. that went in California. And there was this whole discussion about whether or not it had to have X-rated movies or not, because some people didn't want to provide them, and other people say, you know, they had to provide them. And so they went on the pay-per-view system as a trial. And we we did not have information that was kept very secret, so we couldn't tell who rented what movies. Uh, it was kept from everybody. But we did get server statistics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we knew... We knew how many, how, 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 what videos were rented and how long they were rented for. Okay. And so movies were typically rented, you know, it was a 24 hour period. They were typically rented and they were watched on average about one and a half times all the way through. Porn was typically rented for a, it was also a 24 hour period and it was typically watched for about 35 minutes. <laughs> Boy, who was going 35 minutes? <laughs> and, and I, well, remember, we didn't have... This is early, so you just hit play, and it had a run, right? Mm-hmm. So it had a run through... You couldn't fast-forward and back up in the early versions. It was a watch. it. You could pause it, but that was about all you could do. So it was a stream that you could pause and start, pause and start. So I assume... You know, people can fill in their own blanks here, but uh, I, the porn industry made a mistake. Their movies should be like, 30 minutes long and just be done with it, right? It's like... <laughs> well, they shouldn't call them movies, number one, but... Yeah, yeah. They, they should be... Sh- I would say shorts. shorts, but that would probably turn people off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do find the, the these battles that I've seen in many industries, and it never ends. I mean... It's it, going on now with it, phones. It, it's absolutely... Right now, it's Android against iOS. Right. Uh, and Windows Phone and Blackberries, they don't even factor in. Hey they, guy, I want that sound. Androids don't have fun. I love that sound. I want to, I want to copy that sound. <laughs> or was that was that 
uh, which who, who? Oh no, that was uh, Gaz playing that. That just that just floored me the other day when I heard that <clears> podcast. <throat> Did you hear that? No, I didn't. He had a he had a sound clip of Data uh, going. Androids don't have fun. <laughs> so every time someone mentioned Android, he would play that. And I, I want that sound. So it was Data from gonna, Star Trek? Yeah. That's funny. Data from Star Trek. It was hysterical because I, th- I never even thought it made the connection of Androids don't have fun. Um, that was a great sound sound p- pitch. But you're right. That, that same battle is going on now. And it, and it even gets smaller than that. I mean, now you have Samsung, which is the biggest seller of Android devices, against Google. Talking and, about they may stop doing Android. Yeah, they've got their own. They, they've had their own OS for a long time, but I guess they're spending a lot of money to make it. But, I, you know, I found this is interesting. Samsung or Nokia, Samsung, Nokia makes a ton of money on Android because of licensing. So they made oh. over a billion dollars from Samsung. Did you know that? Oh, you mean Google did? No, no, no. Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft. Yeah, because they bought Nokia. Oh, I thought you said Android. Sorry. Well, yeah, yeah it's, that's Android. Yeah. But it's in Samsung's phone, so Samsung has to pay the licensing because they're the ones selling the product. Hang on. Android's Google, not Microsoft. What did I miss? No, no, no. Samsung is using Google phones, right? Okay. I.e. Android. Okay. They have to pay Nokia, which is owned by Microsoft, a licensing for some of the technology in Android. Oh, because okay. Samsung is selling the phone. How bizarre. So Samsung is literally giving a billion dollars a year to Microsoft. Wow. wow. So how does Samsung make up their money? Sale of iOS because they're supplying chips to Apple. <laughs> so it's just, it's so, it's such a. I never thought about that. Yeah, Samsung and, and displays too, wasn't it? And Samsung? This, uh, there was for a while, yeah. <laughs> For a while, I thought Samsung was a display. And well, now you know, that's 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 play all sides. That's right. You want to do that? What was it? The old uh, there was some old saying about that. Oh, the, in the gold rush days, if you wanted to make money in the gold rush, don't don't mine gold. Sell stuff to the gold rush guys to the miners. That, Levi's that makes sense money. for you because you live in San Francisco where that was a big deal. But Levi's made a ton of money selling jeans to gold miners. That's right. right. I mean, they were was, rugged. They held up. So the people were making a lot, a lot of money were the people who weren't out gold mining. They were selling stuff to the gold miners. So Samsung is like selling stuff to the gold miners, right? But they're also the, but they're also the gold miners in this situation. Yeah, they are. So they take it out of one pot and they give it to another. I must admit, I I own Samsung televisions and I've owned Samsung monitors, and I, they make good equipment. They do, um, or at least they, they did. Equipment. I haven't bought anything new from Samsung in a while. I wonder I, if their phone's been. I'm sorry. <laughs> the the best TV I've ever had when it came to picture clarity was a, it was a CRT TV, but it was HD DVD or uh, HD TV. HD, well, but HD it was composite. CRTs, right. HD CRTs were gorgeous. It, but it was composite, no HDMI. Right. Well, and, my my projector has no HDMI. And I had a. It took me a long time, and I had to get it out of Canada. I finally got an upscaling DVD player. Ah. to 1080 or maybe it was 720 i forget 720, now. I but it was a samsung it. and it was a samsung tv and it was the blacks were just black i mean it was a complete lack of color it was amazing and it's still the original crt well remember crt shuts off so it can get very dark right it doesn't have a backlight mm-hmm. and the original crt hds looked 3d 
I don't no, know, that's uh, it felt like they had depth. I mean, it was I used to this company Net TV I worked for back in the year 2000 sold large for they were mostly corporations and schools, but they sold these large uh, CRT, you know, 16 by 9 shaped monitors that were CRT HD displays. And I used to I had one in my office there, and you'd put a you'd put some HD content on it, and you would just sort of stare at it. Well, that we had uh, when we first got that, Comcast had just launched maybe three or four HD channels. That was it, uh, and one of them was the Discovery Channel. And oh, the half Discovery the time Channel was amazing. It was, <laughs> and and half the time they didn't have actual programming, so it would be like an hour of fish. It was just. Well, do you remember fish. they did the one of the things they did? And I wish they'd run them again. They did the flyover videos. Yes. So so Discovery went around the world. And they had to do it before drones, so they filmed all these HD flyovers and walkthroughs of cities, and they, and that they would just let those run. Yep, and it was amazing. But now, to also what made it look good, and this is going after this is to you, Comcast and Dish Network and Directv, is that they actually broadcast HD. Right. No compression. Not this convoluted. No, no. It's, it was compressed. Okay, but it was a true 1920 by 1080. A lot of the HD you see today is over compressed for one thing, yep. but a lot of it is anamor- anamorphic compressed as well. So in order to use less data, they shut they they push it to down to like fourteen hundred and forty pixels, and then the set top expands it back out. So if you ever looked at a you ever you, you sometimes see it every once in a while the set top messes up and it looks like everybody's tall and skinny on the screen. Yep, that's because the set top didn't stretch it back. Comcast um, anamorphic compressed, and if you can send a four by three anamorphic compressed video in quote HD, it saves a lot of bandwidth, mm-hmm. right? Because it's really an SD signal or a, 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 a sort of a sort of a hybrid, and then they stretch it back. <clears throat> Some friends of mine discovered that Showtime was doing that. They have um, they actually one of the best setups I've ever seen. These people I know from the hackers conference have a, an amazing CRT projector that, that better than anything I've ever seen. It, it, its frame rates are awesome. And then they have bought commercial satellite receivers and then get them authorized. So they're getting them straight from Showtime and straight from HBO. And they did a video test on it and said, oh, my God, look, it's not really HD all the time. You know, my wife and I like The Amazing Race, and uh, we DVR it. We like it so much, actually, I found... The Amazing Race Canada that I downloaded on my computer. Reality Australia. TV. It's not really reality TV. It's, sure it is. <laughs> it's a race. I mean. It's still reality TV. <laughs> nah, I think it gets lumped in there and it always wins the Emmy for a reality TV. But, yep. you know, it, you can't compare it to the Housewives of wherever. Oh, yeah, I would never watch that stuff. Anymore. Right. Neither would I. But we love The it's Amazing a, I, Race. I, I, I will rephrase that. It's a train wreck. If I happen to go buy it when I'm flipping channels... I, I, it, it, there's something stunning. You, you get stunned. It's like, why is this on television? And well, I say that all. The I just time. turned the. I just turned the TV off. But Cam, Comcast will occasionally, almost every episode of The Amazing Race, will insert their own ad about their HD content. Except they don't produce it in HD, <laughs> and they don't, and they send it out. And what happens is the DVR, as it's recording, hits this odd signal. It's a oh, it different a switch. It switches, but it stops the recording for a second. And then yeah. it starts it for just that ad, and then it switches again, so it stops again. Now, the new DVRs recognize it. Does it, it stop the video, or does it yes. stop the... Yeah, I, I get this on my 
I think it's actually my up converter doing it, but I get this on my dish. It, 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 I'll get this no signal on the, uh, vi- I hear the audio, right. the video goes no signal and then it pops back up. And then the, the little square thing that shows up on the Samsung TV to tell you what the resolution is right. changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, they're sending the wrong signal. And I'm thinking just how, how stupid is this? It, it's their own signal on their own network to their own converter boxes and they can't figure it out. And it's been well, going on for like two years. I'll tell you how stupid it is. So you know that Comcast is the is the u- ugly stepson of the ugly stepson of the system we divide, designed yep. at, at Pac Bell. When we designed it at Pac Bell, we had a video production facility in house to do all the bumpers and tags and all those things. So we could do them in H D and insert them ourselves. We had our own when it got sold to AT and T, they got rid of that studio. Yep, they didn't want it, and I'm sure when it went, because they cut because AT&T broadband. Now, not to be confusing, Pac Bell got bought by SBC. When that happened, SBC, the guy who was a CEO, jettisoned the whole digital cable thing. Just to quote to quote Mr. Ed Whittaker, I got no appetite for doing video. <laughs> okay, so um, that's that was his saying. I remember sitting in that auditorium and hearing that and going. We, we just spent all this money and it's working and it's profitable and it's awesome and you don't want to do it. So AT&T Broadband bought the remains. And they said, well, we're not a real phone company. We're a broadband company. So they cut, they cut a lot of the redundancy and quality stuff out. So AT&T Broadband had our system, but it was cut back. And then when SBC and AT&T merged, Mr. I got no appetite for doing video, didn't want to do video, and he jettisoned AT&T Broadband, and Comcast bought it. So the technology, this hybrid HFC network where you run fiber to the neighborhood and coax to the home, is basically the systems we designed at Pac Bell in the mid-90s. Now, they've upgraded it, obviously, to get more bandwidth on it and stuff, but it's still the same system. Yep. It's, now, uh... we knew we had to record our own stuff. For bumpers and tags because it was going to be in hd right and but they haven't figured that out yet it just it boggles my mind it's expensive yeah but uh, the quality control you would think some of these companies but you know there's just no competition really right do you have do you have the x1 or whatever it's yeah called? i do i jumped on that pretty early and at first it was just super buggy and, and how, uh, is it good i mean i haven't tr- i haven't played with it yet we compared to what i mean Ish. I've never had Dish. Um, so, uh, I, although I will say, Peter Cohen, I saw on Twitter just posted this week, just a couple of days ago, that he went from Dish to the X1, and he's just like, "This is the best thing ever. It's so great." Oh, okay. So he seems to like it a lot. Dish I think it's still a train wreck, but that's because, as a technology lover, I know what we should have and and what's possible and what other countries have had, and I see what we've got in this Comcast X1, and I'm just like. Wow, well, we finally made it to about 2002 when it comes to technology. <laughs> this is great. We had stuff in the 90s that I haven't got back to the set-top box. Right, it's, it's just, it, uh, I, I'm, I'm mind-boggled by it. That was the first thing they cut, by the way. When AT&T Broadband bought the system, we had an expensive set-top because, because I, I, that was my design with three other guys. There was three of us. A guy at Pacific, I mean, a guy at Bell Atlantic and a guy at 9X. And myself, and then a couple people joined in, designed a box because we said, "Hey, if we all buy the same box, we can save money." And we designed a pretty overloaded box, which marketing people did not like. It was expensive, but we said we want to be able to do all these feature things, and that was the first thing that got jettisoned. You know, the first Comcast boxes and the first 
AT&T broadband boxes, they cut all this money out of it. We had a hard, in 1995, we had a hard drive in the box, not for recording video because we didn't think about it then. But that's not true. We thought about it. We did it to the head end. We didn't do it to the box. Right. Because the technology wasn't there. But I had a small hard drive in the box so that when you downloaded a program, like you were, so, you're, I, so all these set tops now, when you go to the programs, even Dish does this, you've got, Dish has a 10 terabyte drive or whatever it is. I don't know how big that drive is. Two, five terabytes. What is in the new Dish box? What's in the X1? Does it have a hard drive in it? They're it, huge. It does. Record, recording video. Yep. How come they don't store the weather app in there? Or they don't store the, you know, the billing app. It always has to go out to the network and download the app. And it's so slow to load. It's so slow to load. So we, because it comes off a carousel, you have to wait for it to come around. Yep. Okay. Uh, so we said, we'll download it to the to the set-top box. We'll have an interface that when you load that app, we'll ping the server to say, is this the latest version? If the answer is no, then it downloads it. If the answer is yes, it just loads it off the hard drive and runs it. And so we were really fast switching apps because we didn't update them that often. And during the nightly update, we would update the apps if there were changes anyway, so it was transparent to you. Today, still, when I press the app button on my Dish network, it spins while it downloads the thing over the satellite signal. Yeah, it's amazing. Come on. It's got this huge hard drive in it. Store the program. Um, but I, So I've been a Dish customer for a long time. I've really liked their set-tops. They've won a lot of awards on them. And the hopper is kind of a cool device, except they've made some changes to the software in the last year, and it's got bugs. I've heard, and I've and I've reported them like crazy, and nothing's changing. And I'm I'm reaching the point after maybe 20 years of being a Dish customer that I may change. And unfortunately, your choices are limited. Yep. Well, it's Directv or it's or it's Comcast. Here, I can get Directv, so I've got three choices. I get I can get Directv. I can get AT&T, or hmm. I can get Comcast. There's four. You, or you can get Dish. Or Dish, correct. Four. Right. I, I, I have ATTUverse for data and phone. However, I'm not in a fiber area. So you can't and get TV. So I, well, they keep telling me I can. But if I turn the TV on, then my, my, net, my uh, broadband is going to drop to about two megabits per second if I'm lucky. Hmm. So I'm on what's called a bonded pair. So in right. the areas they couldn't get fiber into, they take two DSL lines in raw mode and they run them through a special box outside my house. Yeah, but and that's I theoretically get fifty megabits. Yeah, theoretically ah, is ah, that yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Do we need to do a break? No, well, actually, yeah, it's been a half hour. Let's take a quick break, listen to an ad for another show in the Stoplight Network, and we'll be right back. Lisa Pacelli, Suze Gilbert, Vicky Stokes, women, savvy, geeks, three geeky ladies, technology from a female perspective. And we're back here on Tech Fan. Tim Robertson, that's me. Owen Rubin, that's him. That's me. We would love to have feedback from you guys. If you could, send us email. It's either Tim or Owen at techfanpodcast.com or David at techfanpodcast.com because he'll be here next week. Uh, I've got kind of a hectic schedule coming up here. Uh, and yeah. Next week, no problem. But the week after that, uh, I'll be in Boston area. So. You and David are going to have to do the show that week. <laughs> oh, let's see. Wait, I might be in. I might be in Seattle that week. Oh, uh, 
So Uh-oh. might might be. I would do no, it with David in a heartbeat, but I got to find out what's. Where's my calendar? Well, my problem is I'm leaving on a Sunday, and I don't get home until a Saturday. So there's literally wow. no point during the week that I could actually squeeze. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. in Vancouver next week. Well, no, next week I'm okay. Okay, the week after I can do that. That's fine. Okay, so it'll probably be you and David. Good, at we that can point. talk about you now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you could also go up to the techfampodcast.com website and leave a comment there, and we will share it right here on the show. We really do appreciate the uh, the feedback. And if you can go into iTunes and uh, review the show, uh, that would be fantastic. It helps the iTunes rating. That means goes up in the charts. That means more people find and listen and download and contact us and makes for a better show. Yeah. So I was talking about earlier in this episode about video games and about the arcade. Now, I was under the impression for a long time that kids always want the latest games. Better graphics, you know, they don't have to stand there at an arcade. They can sit on the couch with a controller. That's not true. I'm I'm finding out... It was true for a while... I don't what, think so. It's what killed the arcade business. No, that well, I think price killed the arcade, uh, and convenience killed the arcade. You mean dollar games, yeah, yeah, dollar games uh, that lasted two minutes. That's what killed right, the arcade. 90, 90 seconds was our typical. Was we were told to design a ninety second average game. Right, but the, at the time when when you created, say, Major Havoc, the competition for the home video game market was just piss poor the graphics were terrible Um, no but i think we're agreeing but when there's all these things you can play at home now that's what killed the arcade it's it's yeah but the quality the quality came up and and you could get you could get longer games people got into longer games for a while you know but i don't think that it it necessarily means people don't like the arcade games even from the 80s and 90s it's just not you there's no way to play them now at home have you gone up to fun spot it's not too far from you right Mm, fun spot yeah fun spot arcade which is this um I gotta, i'm going to tell you exactly where it is uh well i have a place called classic arcade oh you do in okay, goebbels cool. you should uh cool. go- google classic with a k it's in oh no i guess it's in new hampshire never mind yeah fun no, spot yeah it's in new I hampshire thought it was, i thought it was in in up near chicago somewhere. no no it's not. no okay. fun spots the biggest arcade left in the world now or at least in the united states yeah i get pictures every once in a while of some of my games there what am i googling uh classic arcade with a k it's in oh. uh i believe Goebbels. okay somewhere like that i forget i've got a business card around here from it somewhere but uh i took my kids there it's five bucks a person but all the games are set to free play Goebbels, yeah Goebbels. Uh, fun arcade. It's not huge, but it's not small either. It was, it was nice. It it really did feel like an '80s arcade, but very so, family friendly. So if you happen, so you are, you have to plan to be out here next spring, because there's a thing called California Extreme that takes place yeah. in in uh, Santa Clara. CEA, I think it's CEG. I think C-E-G. California Extreme Gaming. So, something yeah, like that. is it CEG? I don't know. Uh, but classic California Extreme. If you search California Extreme, you will find it on the web. Um, they get collectors from all over California, and some even further than that, to bring their video games, their arcade video games, and pinball machines. Crazy into a large. I mean, I'm talking about a very large uh, conference uh, area. So it's you know three to six ballrooms all hooked together in this in this conference facility, and. You pay like 25 bucks flat rate for the weekend, I believe. I'm not sure what the, the, the rate is now. Go look it up online. But everything's on free play. Yep. And it is thousands of games. That's amazing. Uh, 
and it, it's totally amazing it. to walk. It's amazing to walk around there, and you get to play all these old pinball machines and even some new ones. And just about every video game that was ever made is there, including people bring prototypes that never actually made it into the arcade. That would play. be fun. And that's really a kick to go play something. Well, that's you've never one of the reasons before. that I, I kind of like Mame now. The problem with Mame, multiple arcade something, em- multiple yeah. arcade machine emulator, works great for the most part. There's a few games that's a little, eh. uh, and some games really was created with a certain controller in mind, like Tempest, yep. like Major Havoc. Major Havoc. They don't transition great to a Mame cabinet, but you can still play them. It, it's just you lose a little something in the translation. Um, and of course it's kind of illegal to have those, well, to download those ROMs unless you actually own the game. But I mean, you, you don't even have to torrent those games. You can find websites that has links to all of them. I make you say, do you own this game? Oh yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I own it. Yeah. No problem. Um, (laughs) so I've got basically every Atari 2600 all the way up to the Atari 7800 game ever made on my arcade. I've got. Pretty much every arcade game ever made. How many? How many gigabytes? It's not big. That's the thing because most of those games are pretty small. But I th- I used to have I used to have because I worked with Mame. Mm-hmm. I, I helped them because some of my games. They As you're talking, I'm going to go over here to my. Uh, I, I tell you exactly how well, much. So they space sent me all the ROMs on on DVD, and it was like you know standard four gig DVDs, and it filled something like ten of those. Every ROM that there that's out there. And I suspect it's even bigger now. Oh, of course. I mean, it's as I'm I'm talking away from the mic. As more ROMs are created from games that wasn't done before, it's going to get bigger. But here, hold on a minute. Keep talking while I look this up. Real well, quick. so I'm, while you're doing that, I'm going on to my. Uh, yeah, there were twelve main uh, standard DVDs. Standard stuff, four gigs, so twelve times four. You know, there's almost fifty gigabytes of of uh, of main ROMs. Uh, while you're doing that, California Extreme is caextreme.org, by the way, and it was in July this year, so I suspect it will be in July sometime next year at the Hyatt Regency Santa Clara. I, I highly recommend this. Go to their website and look at some of the pictures. It's counting right yeah. now. Unlike a Mac, when you do a get info, it just tells you how big it is. Windows has to sit there and count everything in the folder. Right now I'm at uh, 25 Mac, gigs. Mac does, Mac does that if it hasn't, if it hasn't been indexed. True. But it does the yeah. indexing usually on downtimes at night if yep. the machine's left yep. on, which is why I tell people don't always turn your machine off because it needs to do some routine maintenance at night that it's not going to do if you're sitting there using the computer. <laughs> and that's so one of the things you're, we'll you're do. sizing up. You're sizing up your main ROMs. I should do yeah, the it's at. Uh, hold on one second. I think it stopped. It's at. 98.6 gigabytes. Oh, 98. So it's double what it was the last time I saw it. Yeah, but that's that. Some of that is uh, artwork, and it's a uh, oh, la- and laser games. And so they've done laser some games, of the laser games. Yeah, in there. they do take a little space, but that's not really what takes the space. Um, users have contributed gameplay video, usually like 30 uh, second clips, and it shows on the previews as you're moving through the games. I don't have those. That's why I right. I don't. I didn't take any of the videos. I didn't want them because they were. Didn't need them, but you're right. Yeah, but if you're using the front end like I am, and you've seen, I, I did a video with you, you've seen my front end, so yep. Yep. It, it really makes selecting the games you want to play great. My point is, to all of this, is I really got the main cabinet for me. I didn't think the kids would really like it that much. Turns out, yeah, I, I was it. wrong. Um, I was watching uh, John's Arcade, which you've been on that show, uh, his yep. podcast. Uh, what is it? Arcade? Outsiders. Arcade Outsiders. Yeah. 
Uh, he has a YouTube channel that I actually enjoy. I, I like watching him rebuild these cabinets and stuff. I don't yeah, have room to brilliant. do that, but he does a really good job. And I've learned he's, a lot. Yeah, he's really amazing. I don't have the effort. I don't have the talent to do that. He's really amazing. So I so, figure if I break something or I want something new, I'm going to call him. Oh, he's the guy, <laughs> and he's he loves you, so you're you're good to go. Um, I haven't been on that show for a while. That's because because you because they're in Boise, Idaho, right now. Because you threatened me. <laughs> No, I didn't. I just said you didn't name I'm drop. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I was watching it last night, and it was an episode I hadn't seen. He had won a raffle, and he won a, a Taito, Taito, Taito Superman PCB, oh, really? um, and he <laughs> installed it and played it. He had never played it before, and I thought, boy, I, I wonder if Cole would like this game, and I wonder if I have it because <laughs> I have so many names. I, Roms, I have no idea. So I went through my list. Sure enough, I've got it. It's installed. I hit start. It's exactly the same game that I saw him playing, except for my version looks a lot better than the one in the arcade because it's being upscaled on HDTV. It looks great. <laughs> Much better colors and blah, blah, blah. And it's such a simple game that even on MAME, it plays perfectly. It's the controls. It's just kick, punch, and then the joystick, you kind of float you, around you like flying. So normally MAME was played on a computer keyboard, which made the game not so much fun. Your cabinet includes real controls now. Yes, it's an arcade. It's it's literally an arcade cabinet minus a monitor. But it has buttons and a joystick and a rollerball. Does yours have the rollerball? Yes, it does. Yeah. So and then in MAME, you can tell you can t- the PC you can tell the PC which controls to use for the game. So MAME will automatically switch to the right control. They're all USB based, right? Yes. Yes. So it's actually quite it's actually quite cool. And you can even go in like for a long time I, I didn't know this. I I'm constantly learning more stuff about the system. I love Robotron even though I suck at it. I, I like right. playing it. But you can't play Robotron with one joystick. You have to have two because you're moving and you're shooting with the other right. joystick. Is it two joystick? Right. Game. Well your only main, has one joystick? No, I've got two. But ah, the problem yeah. is it wasn't recognizing because I had set up the front end emulator for the second joystick to be, to be player two. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize oh, oh. that if you're in the actual game and you hit tab, you can, you can set do, yeah, controls for game. that game. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, each, oh. You can have standard and you can have the override. It's, uh, yeah, you could have, each game can override the standard controls. And it's, that made, now I can play Robotron. It's awesome. And it is yeah. an eight-way joysticks on here too. So it's a much different oh. game when you use two joysticks. Oh. Uh, you know, well, you it, can't play they, it the other way. You just can't. Yeah, I've tried playing it on the keyboards. But yeah, you're yeah right. you can't do you can't, it. You can't do it. No. It's, it's, it doesn't work. So I thought this might be a game Cole would like. Now, it's a pretty simplistic. It's got basically three levels. The first one, your cityscape, right above the street. You could walk or you can kind of... It's What's flying it Superman. <clears throat> oh, so the original Superman. Yeah, and you, can, uh, you could fly, <laughs> but it's kind of like hovering more than anything else. Uh, the second level is you're going up a building and you're still kind of hovering... And then you're in the air and you're flying straight ahead and shooting things, right? With your laser okay. vision. And then you just rinse, repeat. Right. And at the end, you fight a baddie and then you beat him and then you go to the next one. And it has continue. So when you die, you just drop another quarter or just push a button, which is a quarter drop. And you continue right where you left off, scoring everything. So F5, I can literally. Well, it's a button on my on my. <laughs> I don't know which one it is. I just I just clicked the button, and so I could literally sit there probably for a half hour and I could go through the entire game and beat it. Okay. But I thought maybe Cole would like this, 
Well, it turns out Brooke liked it as well. They had a great time this morning before school playing this game. That's fantastic. And it, that. it keeps reminding me, and well, he wants to keep going back and play either Street Fighter against me, and he beats me. <laughs> He's six. It's just a button masher, but he beats me. Yeah. When I used to play those games, I would I could win, and I, I would just like rattle a joystick in, in funny ways and mash the buttons in funny ways and get these, spe- you know, and then people saying, oh, you know, if you do left, left, right, down, right, right, just punch, it does this, and I, I don't care. Yeah, don't care. I'm just going to move. <laughs> don't care. Punch. I'm just going to keep moving it like crazy, and I get, and every once in a while I get these wild punches would shoot out there, you know. It's like, I can't remember which character has down, down, left, left, right, up, right? Yeah. I, I can't remember it. It's, but it's fun. They, I don't it, know how they got anybody, expect anybody to learn that, but people did. Oh, they did, absolutely. And yeah. the kids really like these older games. I, I'm pleasantly surprised that they're enjoying it now cole has to sit on a stool to use it i mean he's sick so but it's not a game that's what he has to do right right? but it's fun for him you know they're either playing my arcade a lego game on the ps3 or minecraft those are the big games that they play wow that's so cool but i i think it's fantastic some of these old games are still enjoyable to a younger generation the graphics are terrible compared to what you can get even on a ps1 but well so remember when we were designing games back then, we 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 thought arcade games had the best graphics there was at the time, but we knew they were crap. You know, you couldn't do a lot of things in graphics. Right. You know, think about uh, old Atari football it was X's and O's on a. Oh, absolutely. Play, With that right? killer rollerball, that was awesome. Yeah, which which hurt everybody's hands. Um, you used to get calluses from playing that thing. Oh, you could get your finger pinched in there if you did well, it just right. That I believe that was one of the first trackballs to be yes. used. Yeah. Anyway. So we had to make the games, we had to focus on gameplay. So arcade developers, and I don't mean me personally, but in general, focused heavily on gameplay because gameplay had to carry the game. Yep. The graphics weren't going to do that. And so um, it's always interesting to see that. And um, and it kind of went for a long time the opposite direction. Once graphics got really good, they concentrated on the graphics, sometimes on killed, the story, and the gameplay was arcade, terrible. It killed arcade gameplays for a way. Uh, Although there were some that were just beautiful. Like I still one of my favorite arcade games is still SF Rush. Yeah. That looks I great that. still. I love that game. Especially if you have two right next to each other. That does make a you, you know, I saw a, a San Francisco Rush cabinet and it was actually two for nine hundred bucks. Now I wow. it's a huge cabinet. There's no I, I have zero yeah, place that I can put it. Where are you gonna put that, right? Right. But if I owned an arcade, I'd absolutely have that game. But you know, the vector stuff there was no graphics not really it's just lines <laughs> well but the fun about is vector had an advantage because it was fast. much more higher, higher resolution and it was faster too i mean like like tempest there was nothing else that was rasterized that was as fast right. as tempest and would still be in focus oh we we pushed those things as far as they could go as well too because <laughs> you see them start to flicker at times yeah. as we're drawing you know so a vector generator you draw a line and then you draw another line, and you hope your persistence of vision, that's what it's all about, the, and the phosphors on the screen hold the line there for a little bit. It's not really staying there. So just like a raster screen, people understand the old CRTs, you drew from top to bottom. Yep. You know, twice every, like every 16 milliseconds, you draw top to bottom, 30th of a second, you know, and then you do every other line. But your eye makes it look like a solid picture Actually, which is if why if you videotaped an old video uh, screen with an old camera you, you would bars. actually see the bars yeah right you get these bar- dark dark and light bars because it couldn't keep up with the, the it was faster than the, the raster yep. so vector instead of doing top to bottom that it would just draw the lines it wanted to draw 
but if you drew too many get before you got back to draw the first one again, it was already fading away. So you'd get flicker because it, you yep. couldn't draw enough. And and Major Havoc does that at times when you get way too many things on the screen. <laughs> uh, so does Space Duel. In fact, in Space Duel, which is the two-player asteroids-like game, yep. you'll when you're shooting things, you'll hear it go every once in a while. That sound is me calculating that I can't put any more objects on the screen, so I just destroy the object. I don't split it in half. <laughs> right? So if you hit an object and it goes, that's exactly the sound you'll hear because it was, uh, it's it's me saying I can't I can't split this one. You you, you get a freebie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad and it's already though. flickering like right. crazy at that point. Yeah. But I'm glad though that my kids and I think this is I don't think my kids are unique here. I think kids just want fun gameplay yeah whether it's a 35 year old game or it's the latest hotness from the lego company like next next month batman 3 lego batman 3 comes out cole is dying for that game he can't wait to play it i don't think the graphics make a whole lot of difference to him and i don't think it did to us when when i was young it it was the gameplay that's what was important slappy bird right Good you know, example. Is a typical arcade game style. Yep. It's you know, um, and I have always said that I thought the iPhone was very gaming on the iPhone was very arcade like. Um, they, of course, they're much better graphics than they were then. But for the most part, they're not they're not console graphics. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're good, but the games are fun and they're and they're short duration. I think there's a there's a real use for short duration games as well. Oh, I absolutely agree. So you were having problems with your iTunes library. So I have a I have a Buffalo Link station. It's a it's a NAS drive and I've put all my music on the NAS drive so I can get it anywhere in the house on any device because I don't want to leave my computer on to do I like iTunes sharing but I don't leave the machine on, right? Makes sense. So 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 this NAS drive I used to have it shut down at 2 a.m. in the morning in, in the power management and turn on at 6 a.m. So it was just off at night. Actually, I think it may have been 1 o'clock. So now I use it as a backup drive as well. So some of my backup goes to there. And when I come down in the morning, it's turned off. But I have gone through every damn setting on this drive. I've disabled, you know, shut down on RAID error, shut down on this error, shut down that error. Uh, I t- took all that out, all my settings, and I've gone through Buffalo's websites and FAQs are gone. But the thing still turns off in the middle of the night. Now, someone said it's overheating or it's the power supply, but I don't believe it because I turn it on, and when I come down to the office at 8 o'clock in the morning, I turn it back on, and it is on all day long and all night until midnight, until 11 or 12 when I go to sleep. But when I come down the next morning, it's turned off. So not a major problem. I can turn it back on, except... If you launch iTunes first before you turn it on. If if your library goes away, iTunes reassigns your library location for you all by itself. Now see, just, mine doesn't. Oh, your do library's that. not there. I will just switch it. This is on the Windows. My main library is on my Windows machine. Yeah, I think that might be the problem. And the because Windows- on mine, if if I start up iTunes and the drive, because I keep mine on a separate drive as well. If that drive isn't there, yes. In fact, I have multiple, like my my movies, my my video, I should say, is on a removable drive, right? However, my music is on another drive, the other internal hard drive on my Mac. 
And iTunes itself is actually running on the SSD. So it's pointing at two different locations for two different media types. But it's as far as it's it's concerned, it's it's one app and it's just looking at two different places. Now, if one of those things go away, it doesn't rebuild anything. If I try to play it, it'll say, well, you got to install Media Center 1 to play this content. So the Mac probably knows. On on the Windows machine, when iTunes launches, it doesn't say anything. You just start getting the little exclamation points on the songs. Right. Right. Can't find them. And then you go into preferences to set the library, and it has defaulted back to your, your C drive music folder. Ugh. So what happens now, you got to point it back at the library. And then it has to rebuild the whole thing. And it has to rebuild everything. Okay. So why and not just move I, it to a Mac? Because uh, my Windows machine is on most of the time anyway for all these other things that it runs on it. Yeah, but my, you get a Mac backup, Mini. You can get a five-year-old Mac Mini that will run. I do it. have fine. an old Mac Mini. Maybe I should do that. I would it do just, that. It drives me crazy that it's that that it just keeps it keeps losing my it loses it and I go get so I have I must admit I have not updated to the latest version of iTunes on there. Yeah, I don't but, think it's going to fix it. But though. I don't think it's going to fix that. I think that's a bug in the way they handle files. On there. I, I would just move <clears> the entire <throat> library management over to the Mac Mini. However, I want to know if anybody out there understands the link station the buffalo and what's making it turn off and is there a way other than their tools in the web interface that i can go poke at the non-volatile memory inside and find out what's causing it to turn off have you well i was going to say could you reset it but that might nuke everything no, there's nothing in the logs the logs are empty they really don't say they don't say any errors um no no, no i mean look- i mean do a, an actual reboot of the drive itself well it's too terabytes of data that would have to be all reworked i mean mm. I sh- i've shut it down and restarted it i don't have to do that it does it by itself every day right <laughs> you know, honestly guy i i thought it was overheating i thought I, I bought a new power supply which was not cheap for this thing it's a 19.2 volt power supply thank you for being standard um so i i did it it doesn't get hot it's got fans in it the fans never come on uh Except once in a while, when I'm moving a lot of data on and off of it, you know they run and they, they but they the tests say they're fine. The box is not hot. I, I would just simplify everything and just move the iTunes library to a Mac where it really wants to live, anyways. Well, I use that this network drive because I can listen to it on my Dish Network player. No, no, no. You can still leave it there. Just oh, use... you're saying just oh, I see what you're saying. Just don't use the Windows machine. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, just just set up the iMac to be the iTunes. And it, it points little. at the NAS, and that way, if the NAS goes down at night, it's not going to do anything. Your Mac yeah, will just go. It's not, uh, it's not there. And make it the ma- and make it the master. I have a little iMac sits behind my TV when I want to watch. And you when, can when set, Apple, and you can set the Mac up so it automatically goes, finds that NAS, and and mounts it. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. I would do that. I still would like to solve the problem though on the on the Buffalo. There's nothing in the you you've turned off all the the power savings and all that. Oh yeah. So yeah, in the in the you know if I tell my someone sent me a, I posted the, the question on one of the websites and the guy says oh make sure you have uh, turn off on on RAID fail. I said oh that's interesting you know a RAID error. Right. So there was a setting that said if you get a RAID error which can happen all the time that you should stop you should shut down the drive. Well I turned that off. Is so, this, is it RAID five or is it? Yeah, it's rate five. And I have notifications set to mail me on disk failure, fan failure, when backups are completed, and the status report, and I'm getting no, and the log shows empty. I mean, it doesn't show any errors. Okay? That's weird. So, and then I click on power management, and power management is all disabled. Disab- there's four of them. One, two, three, four. There's uh, oh, three of them. Three usage windows, and they're all disabled. 
Now, one of them used to say 2 a.m. to 8 p.m. 8 a.m. shut off sleep time, and uh, and I took that out. I disabled it. Is there an up? Is there a software update for the raid? Nope. This particular one, I've got the latest version. Hmm. I, checked, I checked that too. Now, and at this I'm point, I would just throw I'm your hands up and go, "Something's goofy," and something's goofy, and I just gotta get it off. The, yeah, you're right. I'll put. I'll move it on the. the I mean, back. it's rebuilding it every time. It, it has. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Lucky this machine is fast enough. It t- only takes about about 15 minutes because I have way too much music. Uh, I, I ripped every one of my. Yeah, but if it's rebuilding it every time, though, doesn't that mean it? You're losing all your your play counts and your. Yes. Yeah. See, now I would move it over to a Mac. Yeah. That's that's and and, and, and it actually I lose sometimes I lose um, artwork. I I sorry I'm one of those guys who misses cover flow. I love to see the artwork. I like to see the artwork, but I don't usually. You know what I mean? When I yeah, want to see it, I want to see it, but most of the time I don't care. I know what I'm I mean. To me, to. cover flow was like looking through my albums on the floor. I'm old. Okay, you know I can flip through the graphics on cover flow. I have an old version of iTunes on here as well. Uh, on one of the other machines, so I can look go look through all the covers because I I recognize albums by their cover. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't that's, think that's Apple's going to. But that was a Steve Jobs pet. Thing. Oh no, it's gone. Yeah. Well, it, although it's funny that the two versions that came out after CoverFlow disappeared. If you cursor put your cursor right where the CoverFlow pull down was, mm-hmm. the cursor still changed to the pull down symbol. You just <laughs> couldn't pull anything down. That's funny. So. It was like, I think they disabled it by just turning off the ability to pull it down. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad there wasn't yeah, a uh, key command to bring it back. No. Not that I was aware of. I couldn't I, get, I've I been saying for a long time, and Apple said they did it, that they rebuilt iTunes from the ground up. I don't think so. It's it's still the buggiest, well, one of the buggiest apps Apple's ever released. Well, that and Mail. No, well, that's the other one. And that's Apple I was just talking about that on uh, the last OWC radio that I did. Apple Mail just infuriates me every day. You know, I'm really looking forward to Yosemite. I, I like the Why? idea because so they can screw up mail even more. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're they're making it more iPad like, which remains to be seen if it's going to be work or it's going to work good or not. Actually, I, I reached out to this company that I heard really good things about their mail app, and they never got a hold of me because I was going to review it. Um, it was like two three months ago, and then right. I forgot about it, and I just got a oh, reply okay, to them. I'd be curious to know. Well, I just got a reply to them saying, sorry, it took so long. We've been working on a new version. Uh, Can you see what it's called or no? It's on my other computer. I don't remember what it was called. But they said they have a a version coming out for Yosemite as soon as Apple releases. And I said, ah, you know what? I'm just going to hold off until that comes out, and I'll try it from scratch there. So so your comment that it's more iPad-like. So uh, do you know this this site called Quora? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so Quora, I've been answering questions on Quora for a while. Just when I'm bored, I'll answer a question. And so someone wanted to know, do you think Apple will ever come out with an iPad that has both iOS and macOS on it? It's, it's thought, feasible. It well, you know, there's this 12.9-inch pad they keep talking about. Yeah, right? there's rumors going around. Rumors going around that. So that would be one that makes sense. But it seems to me the more likely thing would be, since macOS has been moving towards the pad in slow little ways like notification center like the what's the launcher called i can never remember the name of that you know the thing with the little icon launch pad yeah like that nobody uses it the full nobody uses full screen apps were ipad like that i keep thinking that maybe they're going to merge the two will merge at some point to be a single operating system 
No, I don't think so. I hope not, because Microsoft proved it was a bad idea. But Well, Microsoft didn't do that. Microsoft had the schizophrenic, it's two operating systems in one thing. and it just, That's what I mean. I'm hoping they don't do it like Microsoft did. I, I think Apple's long view is you need an operating system that's right for the device. I hope. I, and, that's and they're what doing I the same thing with the so. Apple Watch, which I still have zero interest in at all. If it was released right now, I don't care. Um, oh, did I talk to you guys about the uh, the iPhone last week? Uh, what, even I, your new iPhone? Well, that I ordered one finally. Yes. Yeah, I did. I mentioned. I believe that. so. Well, I don't know. I didn't listen to the show. <laughs> you were on it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I finally. That's why I said that. <laughs> I, I, because I had said, you know, I, I I wanted to hold and touch one first, and I finally did, and I'm definitely going to get the six. I I have it on order now. I ordered the, the six. six, not the plus. I'm sorry, the 6 Plus, yes. I, I ordered the, the 6, six plus. plus, yeah. And uh, it's like mid to late November arrival date. I'm like, uh It's so killing I, me that i got to wait so long. But An ex-mutual friend of both of ours got, got angry about the whole idea of the bend gate thing because I kept saying, yes, they do bend. You know, so, so will your large screen television if you put enough pressure on it. Sure. Okay. Uh, you know, Apple built a thin, large device. Our, our, our common ex-friend, you mean? If you, if you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to put enough pressure onto your $800 phone to prove it bends, you're an idiot, okay? I, so I've seen one bent. In fact, I have a friend who has an iPhone 4 that's bent lightly because they keep it in their front pocket without a, without a case. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little curve in it because, it, you know, over time, it's enough pressure that... So, but it, he and I do agree that it was blown out of proportion, yeah, well, absolutely. It, it, it sure was. But, you yeah, know, of course they'll bend. Because everybody holds Apple to some higher standard. That doesn't mean they didn't bend. It just means it isn't the problem, everybody says. And let's be really honest. If you're going to buy this device, and whatever you pay for it, it's still $800, uh, you, you probably want to take care of it. You know, I would. If you run over it with your car, it will break. That's not an Apple design flaw. Okay, If you stick it in your pocket and sit down hard on it, you might break it. That's not an Apple design flaw. Yep. I'm sorry, it's not. Um, we got he got upset because uh, I told him his reaction to this was the same reaction he had to the antenna problem on the fours, which he insists was also bullshit. No, Except that was I an had, actual issue. I, I had a pair of fours that both had it. If you did not live in a weak area of signal, you would never see the problem. Right, but so if you lived in an care. area that had a weak signal, like you did for a long time, yeah, I still, yeah, I still do. If do I you? change, it's in my office now. I'm looking at uh, two bars. Okay, so if I change my grip on my on the iPhone four I had, I it would just disconnect. And it also, I've got two in, bars in, right in, now at home in weaker parts of the house. My Wi-Fi is off. That's interesting. In the weaker parts of the house, if I grabbed it the same way, I would lose Wi-Fi. Hmm. And what it was is you were you were you were using your finger as an you know to connect two antennas together who shouldn't have been connected together at all, and the and the the stats of the antenna would change and the signal would go down, but most people didn't see it, and the media blew it well out of proportion like they always do because Apple's held to a higher standard, which is just sad. So, but I like the I ha, you know I guess I'm gonna have to hold one again in my hand. I played with it for a while, the six plus, and I loved the size. I could have ordered one. I would have had it by now, but I thought at the last you want minute. To wait. I want well, not, not. I didn't want to wait. That's it. I just wanted to make oh. sure I was getting the right one. What color? And, um, the slate gray one. Slate gray. Yeah, that's yeah. my five S's. So. And the sixty-four gig. 
Um, is, is there a bigger one than that? Does it come in? Yeah, one twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah, sixteen sixty-four or one twenty-eight. I don't know why they have it. Sixteen sixty-four. Yep. So they left thirty-two out. Yes. Why did they do thirty-two? Why, price. Why is there a sixteen gigabyte anything anymore? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense because I've seen John Gruber at uh, during Fireball had this, and it's been going around that the adoption rate for the new OS iOS is lower than it's ever been, and that's because I think, and uh, and I thought this before, and John Gruber, his article kind of confirms my suspicions, is that over the air updating for iOS, which is how a lot of the laymen do it. A lot right. of people with iPhones never even plug it into their computer. And if you plug right. it into a computer, it doesn't take a whole lot of space. But if you do it over the air, it takes five gigs. Well, if you've got a 16 That's gig That's right. You have iPhone, to have five gig available. Yes. Right. I know people who couldn't do it on their iPhones. Right. right. Unless they plug it into their computer, then you could do it no problem. But if you right. do it over the air, it requires five gigs. That's a problem. Apple needs to well, address because that. It, well, no. Here's what happens. So you have to understand how the update works. First, you have to download the file that's the update. Okay. Then, then they make it. a copy of your system to update, yep. and they delete the old one. Yep. Okay. So that if anything goes wrong during the update, they can eject the one they're updating and go back to the original, and the phone comes back. That's necessary to not screw up the phone if it fails the update. Right. So you need a copy of the file. You need a copy of the OS and the original OS. Well, so the copy of the file and the file probably are, I think they're about two and a half gigs each, right? So it takes five gig. So you have to have the space for the copy uh, yep. To do the over the air, because because well, if you said don't do that and it failed, you'd have a brick. Exactly. And so, although you'd probably be able to rescue it with that. a computer. Well, there the, the way, way around, around it is to either free up the space or plug it into your computer. But I no, think no, that I mean, that is design, oh, absolutely, there is. The way around that is to have a incremental. Well, no, it's to have a small boot sector that doesn't get changed that would let you boot the phone back up and, and easily update it on yeah. your computer again. But, but there's probably security issues at yep. that point. Yep. I'm sure there is. Yeah. But that's but that's but you're right. That's it I remember I have a thirty two gig five S and I had to make space for it to do the update. I did. I, I had to make room for my five S but I didn't because I just use the computer and it doesn't require that much space. Because it downloads see, the new OS to, to the, the computer the, itself. And yeah, then I know. I went, right. And then it does install. It does the copy and everything there. Right. I wanted to see the uh, what that the over there looked like. So I tried it that way this time. Yeah. So, so I think that's why iOS isn't being updated as much because there's a lot of people out there that's like, ugh, I want to get it, but I don't have enough space and I don't feel like deleting all my music and stuff and so pictures. Why is there a 16 gig phone again? That's, just that's kind of the start Starting 32 and get rid of that 16. Memory's cheap enough now. There's got to be a reason they did it. Uh, other it's than... I'm, I'm eh, sure it's cost. I don't know. I don't know. The, with the amount of money that they're making, I think they could have taken a little bit less profit and moved it from 32, 64, 128. It doesn't so make any 6 sense. Itself too is also it's, the same size as right. It's it's almost inexcusable. I think they still have an eight gig that's on sale too. I don't see that. I'm looking right now. Uh, not not the sixes. The five S. A five. Yeah, you can buy an eight gig at five. The right. 5S that's inexcusable. Account. At this you point know, in time. Well, if if you don't if you don't you, you don't put music on your device and you don't take a lot of photos and you don't use a lot of apps. I, yeah, I but if you've got an eight, why do you have an iPhone? But it's, right, but if you've got an eight gig and the system itself has taken two and a half gigs, yeah, you do almost anything with it. You're not going to have enough space to do an update in the future. It doesn't make any sense. It's inexcusable for Apple to still be selling a eight gigabyte iPhone or sixteen. I think sixteen should have been gone too. I, really I, I agree. I agree. I think it should start at thirty-two. It's just, I don't know. 
Well, with um, that, we should wrap up this episode of Tech. Well, you made me, now you made me want to look though. I'm going to hit the usage number. To uh, see what your how much space you have. You mean? Three point two gigabytes left. I, I deleted. Yeah. I, I went through and said, I don't play that game. I don't play that game. I don't play that game. I don't play. That game. I don't play a lot through. of games on my iPhone. I do on my iPad, but I don't on my iPhone. And of course, this time next week, um, Apple would have wrapped up the day before. Uh, the next Apple event where everyone is saying new iPads, Yosemite will be released, uh, possible new iMac, which may I'm hoping for a retina. new Apple TV. I am too. I want a new Apple TV that's I, I could play games on. Yeah, I was hoping or they run Apple apps TV. on. Run apps. I think that would be awesome to have an Apple TV device that runs runs iOS apps. I, I think it would, and and at the same price point, ninety nine bucks. I think they'd own this Christmas season, but I don't Even think it's going to happen. Even if it went to one hundred twenty nine or one hundred thirty nine dollars, most people probably still buy it. You know? Probably, uh, it, you can up it a little bit of price, put a little more memory onto it, and, and but I think it's. I hope that happens. But, but they have if they release right. a new it's one, iPad, iPad and Mac. Are yeah, two big and I, and I do think it's going to be a Retina iMac. I think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to see a twelve inch iPad yet. That'll be so. next year. Yeah, I think that's a little early. And then it's curious to see if they'll do a new iPod Touch to match the iPhone. Probably. But the, the, the thing was, it's been too long. Isn't that what the... What's been too long? Uh, isn't that what the invite said? It's been too long? Something like that? Let me pull it oh, up. Oh, I, I don't get it. Um. Oh, the press invite? Yeah. Yeah. See, if you get it, you could send it to me and I could. No, it. I don't go. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. Okay. They uh, I got uninvited a long time ago. I probably said too many negative things about Apple on this, <laughs> so they were like, eh, "You know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna send him any more press releases." Yeah, he's and out. <laughs> I don't get I don't get press releases. I don't get press invites. I don't get anything. But that's okay. I, I got them for a while, but you know, there's a con- I have a conflict of interest. So. Um, it's been way too long. Okay. I it's hope they bring way back too long. So what hasn't updated for a while? Mac Apple Mini. TV hasn't updated for a while. No, it's been way too and long. And Mac Mini. And Mac Mini has yeah the the non MacBook Pro or non MacBook version actually no MacBook either. You know what I think it is? I think they're bringing back the color the the rainbow Apple logo. <laughs> well, you know, John Ivy is the reason things went in color originally. Yep. And I think Steve didn't like it. Yep. I and agree. You see them the the five the five S or the five C was. Um, was him? That's John. What about Ivey's. what about laptops in color? It's possible. I but things that are missing. What is missing right now is a small desktop. A desktop. I don't know if people care about them anymore. Yeah, uh, they don't. Curious. I don't think they really do. Well, the mini is the last desktop, right? I'm wondering if they'll do a mini. Well, what's what else has been too long since they've done it? The iPod Touch has not been updated uh, for a while. The, well, the iMacs have had incremental upgrades, but no new iMac. You're right. No no big change to the iMac. A curved screen iMac. Ooh, there you go. That's what we're missing. A 50-inch curved 50 screen, inch curved screen iMac. OLED. <laughs> <laughs> and they're bringing back uh, CD-ROM on it. CD-ROM, yeah. And floppy. On that bombshell, as they would say on... Yeah. Uh, Top Gear. On Top Gear. <laughs> we're, we wrap up the show. Once again, we'd love to hear feedback from you guys. Send it to Tim at TechFanPodcast.com or Owen at TechFanPodcast.com. I still get an error message every time I email that yeah, to Yeah, if Owen. you send it to me, it might it's, it says it bounces, but I'm getting them. Yeah, so, it's weird. I don't know so why it's So it's very weird. So. I actually went back in and, and looked. The, the only recourse I have at this point is to delete the account and set it up again, which I may do because I know you haven't gotten okay. any email there yet. 
and it's a forward email address only. It, it actually forwards automatically to another address. But yeah, so we would love to get feedback from uh, all of you, but obviously that's not going to happen. So if some of you could send feedback with your thoughts on what we've said, other topics that you think we should talk about, uh, or just or really good Questions. recipes. Recipes? Yeah, recipes. I like recipes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, questions, definitely. If you've got some tech questions, we can find answers for you. Send it in, Tim or Owen or David at techfanpodcast.com, and uh, we'll read it right here on the show, and we'll be back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Bye. Thanks for Thanks for being here, Owen. Oh, it's always fun. I might even show up next week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>